You are listening to the Liberty Church Podcast. To learn more about Liberty, including our service times, visit us online at lbcdublin.com. We hope you enjoy the message. Merry Christmas, Liberty Church. It is Christmas morning. I love Christmas, as you guys know. I love Christmas Eve. I love Christmas morning. I love everything about Christmas. I got my Christmas Eve sweater on. I'm feeling good. I hope you feel great because it is Christmas morning. And so here's what I want you to do. We are church online right now. Everybody's online with us. I want to encourage you, write down what time your kids try to wake you up. If you have young kids, what time they try to wake you up for Christmas gifts. Mine, I've got three kids. Two of them will wake us up at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., extremely early because they're so excited. One of them will sleep until 10 or 11 a.m. if we'd let her. Obviously, that's the firstborn kid. If you've got multiple kids, you can relate to that. When I was a kid, I remember uh, very well, I'd wake up every Christmas morning at probably about 5 or 6 a.m., and I'd walk into the Christmas tree. I'd sneak in there, and I didn't want to see my side of the gifts because I knew which side of the tree it was on. I'd sneak in there, and I'd peek around the corner, and I'd be like, Santa came! And I'd go into a dead sprint into my parents' room, and I'd be like, wake up! Santa came! And my parents are like, go back to bed. And I'd be like, why are you so evil on this amazing morning? And it drove me crazy. And then I had young kids, and I experienced the frustration that they had when they'd wake you up in the early hours of the morning. And and we ended up saying to our kids, we've said for the past few years, 7 a.m., no earlier. And anytime you try to wake us up, as many times you try to wake us up, we're going to wait 24 more hours. Of course, we never kept that commitment because we would have been opening Christmas, opening presents on Easter morning at that point. But welcome to Christmas service at Liberty Church. It's an honor to have you. My name is Pastor Nate. I'm the pastor here. We are grateful that you could join us this morning. I want to go and encourage you to come to church in the building, in this building right now, next week on January 1st. Yes, we're having full-blown services. I'm gonna share with you the word of 2023 that I think is gonna be the driving force for God's will in our year. I wanna encourage you to come back for that. But today, whatever you're doing, make it about family and make it about Jesus because that's what Christmas is about. So this day represents the day Jesus was born on on this earth. The hour before Jesus entered Mary's womb, he was in heaven. And and he had appearances in the Old Testament where he was the angel of the Lord. And that was Jesus incarnate coming to this earth, representing the God-man, Jesus Christ, before he came to this earth. And as a baby in the New Testament, he was the angel of the Lord. And then after his ascension in Acts, after he came to this earth in Acts 1, he's sitting at the place of honor at the right hand of the Father, which signifies and affirms that he's equal to the Father with the Trinity. And when he's in heaven, but before he came to this earth, he had tens and thousands of angels bowing at his feet. So he goes from tens and thousands of angels bowing at his feet to entering the womb of Mary. The humility of the living God to come to this earth in the form of a servant is something we can't ignore on this Christmas morning. 
And so I want to just think about that and kind of walk us through that to help us understand this because he could have he could have come out of heaven in a Cadillac and a big black Escalade with angelic hosts all around him, or he could have come down in Santa sleigh with 12 apostles or 12 reindeers following him or leading his way or whatever it may be. He could have come in a chariot out of heaven. He could have done all these things, but he didn't. And so it just makes me kind of question, like, why wouldn't he? Because he could have flung open the French doors of heaven and the skies open up and every YouTube channel, every cell phone, every iPad, every screen, every radio station is displaying and, and playing the hallelujah chorus. And everybody's like, oh, Jesus is coming. It's, a, it's amazing. It's the Messiah, the one that we prayed about. He could have done that, but he didn't. And I, I want to ask the question today, and I want to break this down according to scripture. Why didn't he? Because he could have done anything. Because if you think about it, fast forward a few centuries. It says all throughout scripture, it says this, that at his name, every knee will bow, every tongue confess, on this earth and under this earth, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so why didn't he just start there and put the focus on himself to where he flung open the the, the French doors of heaven and he comes out and everybody's like, the Messiah has arrived. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's everything. Because ultimately, I mean, obviously in scripture, it's about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament. There's a scarlet thread throughout the entire scripture of God's word. So why wouldn't he make it about himself from the very beginning? Because thinking about it, understanding who, who God is, he can do anything. He created the world in six days. He created us. He knows everything about us. He created the, the waters, the land, the skies, the animals. He created everything. He knows everything about us. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. I have seven, and I'm going to hang on to every one of them. But he knows everything about us. So why couldn't he have just displayed himself and said, I am, I am God incarnate. I am Jesus Christ. And, and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that, that I am Lord. And if you think about it, going to Luke 2, there wasn't room in the inn. As they're going to Bethlehem from Nazareth, they walked about 90 miles and, and they go to the local hotel, which is called the inn. And there's no room. There's no room in houses or anything. It's like, why wasn't there room in the inn? Obviously, it was intentional. It was no coincidence that all the hotel rooms were booked. In Luke 2, 7, it says this, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So God could have made it happen. He created the earth out of nothing. He could have made room at the inn when there were no rooms. I mean, I can imagine the front desk attendant, he's standing there and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Joseph and Miss Mary, there's no room. Oh, wait a minute, a room popped up. Would you like a courtyard view or a pool view for your room today? That could have easily happened. God could have made that happen. I mean, but obviously it didn't. But if you imagine Joseph, I mean, think about this. Moms, especially if you've had a baby, imagine Joseph trying to like calm her down in the moment when there's no room and, and trying to say, honey, I, listen, I, and, and there, there isn't any place available anywhere. There's no hospital beds. There's no hotel rooms. There's not really anything. And I know you're not feeling well after not walking 90 miles and the donkey helped out some where, where you could ride on his back. But I, I know you're probably exhausted and exhausted and probably probably ready to burst, but, but honestly, I think this is going to be okay, and we don't have a bed for ourselves or for little baby Jesus, but, but it's okay. There's, there's a barn around the corner, 
And I think there's a, there's a manger or also known as a feeding trough that's gonna hold the baby when you, when you deliver him. And so it's not a big deal because I'm sure that many neighbors won't be watching because it's an open air space. It's not that big of a deal. It's gonna be okay. No one's gonna be into the delivery room other than livestock and potentially neighbors and families and everything. So we're gonna be okay. Can you imagine him trying to explain that? Like that would be miserable. So we know that God could have made room available. We know that God could have done that, but he chose not to. Obviously, he chose to place his son in a barn and a feeding trough to be born in a lowly manger. The humility, because think about this. Born in a manger was Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, the son of man, the bread of life, the Redeemer, the Son of the living God, the Christ, the Prince of Peace, the Alpha and the Omega, the Lamb of God, the Rock, the author and finisher of our faith, the Wonderful Counselor, the Word, the Word, the Bridegroom, the Way, the Truth, the Life, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, was born in a barn. The humility to think about that. Moms, imagine delivering your baby in a barn without an epidural. Dads, imagine trying to take care of your wife when there's no bed, there's no blanket, there's nothing, there's a donkey right there, there's possibly a cow. We don't even know what the scene looked like, but it wasn't beautiful because Jesus is more humble than we could ever imagine. The manger in Luke 2, 7 tells us a few things, but specifically, I wanna focus on one this morning. It's a sign to all of us that Jesus is available to all who seek him. Jesus is accessible, he's available to all. Because if you think about it, in, earlier in this passage in Luke 2, the angelic hosts, they came to shepherds and they said, listen, the Messiah is being born and he'll be laid in a manger. And the shepherds are like, I, I don't understand what that means, but they told us what to do. It was clearly an angel. And so therefore, let's go to this, this barn and look for this manger. And so they went. And so here's the thing, the, the shepherds couldn't have gone to a palace Fast forward in the New Testament, the people in the New Testament, they couldn't have gone to the castle of the king to hear the one true living God, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to preach the messages that he preached because Jesus was available to us all. Jesus was available to the lowly shepherds. Jesus was available to the animals, to the neighbors of the barn. Jesus was available to everybody in the time. And listen to what one author, Paul Levy, said this about this moment. God became man and took on flesh. The creator became a creature. The one who hung the stars lay helpless in a manger. The one who teach, the one who we teach our children is so big, so strong, and so mighty, became so tiny, so weak, and so powerless. The king of the angels was made a little lower than the angels. The creator of time entered time. The one whose everlasting arms are underneath his people lay vulnerable in his mother's arms. Jesus stepped out of heaven with tens and thousands of angelic hosts bowing at his feet to be born in a manger. And, and he walked on this earth, but before he walked on this earth, he was born in a feeding trough and he's available to you. He's available to me. He's available to everyone. And God loved us enough to allow his only son to be born in a barn. And so as you sit with your family right now, or maybe you're by yourself in these moments, but no matter who you are with in front of this screen, Jesus is available to you. Jesus is available to the person next to you. And Jesus is available 
to everyone across this land. And maybe if you're a mom and dad watching right now and your kids are in this room, maybe you need to have a follow-up conversation about how the, the son of God was born on this earth and he, he died for them and, and, and he is available to them right now. And this is a good opportunity for you to potentially even share your story because he loved you enough to step out of the glory of heavens to be born in a manger on a day like today. So as you open gifts and you're excited about the gifts that you will receive, remember this moment that on Christmas day, we all have access to the greatest gift, the Messiah, God with us, Jesus Christ. In fact, many of you know this verse. You can potentially even quote this with me if you want. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He gave, he gave his only Son, that there's no gift like Jesus Christ. Because many of you just opened gift, gifts. Many of you just got a gift but there's no gift like Jesus Christ and the eternal life that he offers to us even in this moment. So let me just ask you right now, I know it's different because you're in your home and you might not be doing this, but I ask you to bow your head and close your eyes and just pray with me right now is I wanna ask you a couple questions. Here's the, here's the thing that I wanna propose to you right now. If you have never given your life to Jesus, there is no better time than on his birthday because as, as I said, he stepped out of heaven to walk on this earth, to be born in a manger in humility, to be available to everyone, he lived the life that we couldn't live to die the death that we deserve because he lived a perfect life and he died the death that we deserve. We deserve to be on that cross. He defeated death. He defeated our sin, which separated us from God. And if, and if you don't know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven when you die, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then you can start that right now. And I want you to pray this prayer with me to surrender your life to Christ. And you can pray these words. You can pray them in the silent of your own heart. You can pray them out loud. But I want you to pray this and surrender your life to Christ if that's you and you've never surrendered, surrendered your life to him. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I have sinned, but you died on the cross for me. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my life. Give me eternal life. Take over my life. As you were born on this earth today, be born in my life and my heart today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other messages and videos, make sure to visit us online at lbcdublin.com. And again, thanks for listening to the Liberty Church Podcast.